John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast, episode two for September. Well, presuming it gets recorded without a hitch, edited without a hitch and distributed. We're not quite there yet, but we're certainly doing our best. (laughs) Well, I'm recording this with potential coronavirus, waiting for... uh, (laughs) the test result to come back to find out if I am actually infected with COVID-19. So there might be a bit of yawning and coughing. and Coughing from you and yawning from the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully, to make it very excited, a bit of online, uh, live corona test and trace from the NHS. Well, fingers crossed. It's supposed to be in 24 hours. And as we're recording this, it is now 47 hours, 45 minutes since the did the test and you and you said to me before we started recording the lady promised you that it would definitely be diagnosed within 48 hours yeah she said 24 but i, I understood that yesterday was a sunday so maybe but today's monday so uh <laughs> you know all this time i could be if i wasn't as conscientious as i am i'm tired and sick <laughs> i could be running around <laughs> spreading germs but so fingers crossed talking of the of the coronavirus and prevention methods i was teaching at a nursery school last week and all the kids there were wearing masks but one, one of the little girls i guess she was like five years old or something she had the mask on properly like hooped behind her ears but <laughs> <laughs> she had the entire mask sucked inside her mouth like <laughs> a big soggy ball of mask <laughs> It looked like she was like a gimp wearing one of those ball gags, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you, when you had to do the test, it was quite horrible as well, because you've got to, you're in your car, and they give you like the big long stick with the thing on it, and you've got, <laughs> you've got to tickle your tonsils with it by yourself. But after you've tickled your tonsils with it, you've got to use the same one, so it's already wet, and you've got to shove it up your nose. So they don't give you two separate ones. So you're just like scraping the back of your tonsils with this swab and then you've got to stick it up your nose even though it's already been down the back of your throat so it was uh feels quite revolting <laughs> uncomfortable to say the least yeah i was thinking surely if you have got sort of a virus on the back of your throat then shoving more of it up your nose is not going to be good closer to your brain Sci- so. scientific chat from john and sam <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's a bit of a you should, yeah. Uh, you just feel pathetic, don't you? I sat in my car, just wretched, because I was like touching the back of my throat. And so, uh, On a Sunday morning, retching, and you haven't even, <laughs> haven't even had a drop of beer the night before. No, it was yeah Saturday afternoon, two thirty, while the football was on. Just thinking, oh, it was just a lovely sunny day. Thinking life has just got to be better than this. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, what's on today's show? <laughs> Well, well, we have <laughs> we've got a viral load of a show for you today. <laughs> <laughs>
We have the burning question, of course, which was, uh, what's the thing you hate most about supermarkets? And a whole lot more. But of course, first, this. This is JNSNJ News. All right, and now it's time for the news section of the show. So, Sam, what have you got for us? I feel like because of uh, the title of our show, John and Sam in Japan, that it's it's kind of good sometimes to do a story from Japan. So I've dug one out, although it doesn't take much digging most of the time. <laughs> the I'm not going to tell you the headline. I'll just go straight into the article. Um, it says, For Japanese kids in extracurricular school activities, the gashuku or retreat is an integral part of the experience, usually taking place during the summer vacation. The members of the club or team travel out of town to spend a few days practicing their sports or instruments. But most would say that the real value of the trip is the bonds they form and the memories they make. The bullying by teachers and all the kids that takes place. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny you say that about the teachers, because uh, the article carries on. It's definitely true that the kendo club from Mie High School in the town of Bunguno, Oita Prefecture, will remember this year's Gashuku for a long time but probably not for the sort of reasons they'd expected to. This year's summer retreat took place uh, in July with the club staying in a hotel nearby, accompanied by at least two coaches or teachers and one parent. So something has happened as an incident, and it's not like really bad, like it's not what <laughs> a terrible thing that may have happened, but what do you think slightly lighthearted thing has occurred at this uh, summer retreat? So if it's a kid, I was did the teacher and the parent get it on? No, but that would be very much following a theme of the kind of stories we cover. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you a li little bit more. Uh, give you a little bit more information. It says the group was staying in Japanese-style rooms with tatami floors and futon sleeping mats, uh, with several kids to each room. Lights out was fairly early on the first night, sometime before nine thirty, and while some kids probably slept soundly till the morning at least three were awoken in the middle of the night by what well drunken sleepwalking teacher you're basically 85 percent of the way there i'd say <laughs> right drunken randy sleepwalking <laughs> teacher and i think you've gone over the you're about 110 percent now <laughs> right. it says the some kids probably slept sound until the morning at least three were awoken in the middle of the night by one of their coaches taking a piss on one of their futons. <laughs> uh, they always just get so hammered, don't they, these things, the teachers? <laughs> exactly. I remember, was it last year? I don't know, it must be this year. I don't know, probably about six months ago, there was a similar sort of story of, I don't know, the deputy head of the school just walking into the onsen part of the retreat and just drunkenly urinating into the hot bath. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's the classic uh, birthday card, isn't it? Yeah. That there's a big difference between peeing in the pool and peeing into the pool. Yeah. <laughs> it says, this was not, however, a planned lesson. The pissing on the futon, this is. was not a planned lesson about how kendo athletes uh, should always be on guard. <laughs> After the students went to sleep, the coaches and accompanying parent decided to crack open some drinks in a separate room. The drinking session lasted from about 9.30 to 11, with one coach, a man in his 50s, putting away six or seven beers by his recollection. Such lightweights, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I guess it's an hour and a half, so he's drunk fairly quickly there, but... Well, oh, there'll be small cans. 
I'd say so. And it, it's beer. If it, I'd understand if it was like those, you know, super strength shoe highs or whatever, and he'd done six or seven tall cans in 90 minutes, I'd say, go on, then I'll, I'll give you the... But if it's just Kirin or Asahi, you shouldn't be sleep wandering and urinating on kids. No. It takes a lot more than that for me to do that. <laughs> and and you know exactly how much it takes, I'd say. Well, I'd say a daytime of drinking in a bottle of champagne or two would... Uh, <laughs> That's about, about the usual level. requirement. Yeah. It says, downing a six-pack in an hour and a half is bound to make you sleepy, and the coach dozed off. But all that booze was both the cause of his sleepiness and the reason for the end of it, because he woke up at around two in the morning with an overwhelming urge to pee. So he got up and went to heed the call of nature, opening the sliding door to a room where a th- where three third-year male students were sleeping and sending out a stream of urine onto one boy's futon. <laughs> the, the stream of urine also moistened the kid's T-shirt. Oh, God. I hope this kid's hard as nails because he's going to get bullied some chronic at school, isn't he? Well, he's got a big kendo stick to batter people with, so that'll help somewhat. Uh, uh. <laughs> um, shocked at what was happening, the boy started shouting, but the teacher was still sleepy and or intoxicated enough that he didn't respond to them and instead shuffled off into the <laughs> hotel's bath for a soak after doing his business. Oh. <laughs> When the morning came, the students spoke with their chaperones. The teacher who peed on their food on apologised and has since also apologised to the students' parents, saying, I was still half asleep and mistook their room for the bathroom. I'm incredibly sorry. Ah, oh, just, yeah. I mean, we've all, we've all done it, haven't you? When you're just disorientated and you wake up and you don't know where you are. But uh, can't believe he didn't even lose his job. It says he... He had to pay a 7,000 yen cleaning fee to the hotel. But saw, this article is from a regular for us, Sora News 24. Uh, they said uh, Sora News are hoping that the management decides to put the money towards just buying a new futon instead rather than cleaning yeah. it. <laughs> uh, the incident was reported to the school by anonymous phone call on July 15th. And the oh, oh no, so ah, he didn't lose his job, but he was in a bit of trouble. Um, the incident was reported to the school by an anonymous phone call on July 15th, and the teacher was suspended. For, oh no, <laughs> I should have read the full sentence. <laughs> the teacher was suspended from participating in the kendo club's activities for 15 days. <laughs> oh, can you imagine that? You're, like, you're a Japanese teacher at school, and you get. You get- don't get paid any extra to do all this after-school nonsense. And you piss on a kid and then you get a two-week holiday. <laughs> Maybe that's why he did it. He's sleeping with one eye open, making sure he got the gobby shit. The little kid who annoys him the most. Yeah, don't see that prick for two, don't see that prick for two weeks. <laughs> or well, maybe we're just cynical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Getting an insight into how you're feeling during some of your lessons, no doubt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the principal said uh, the teacher's actions were inappropriate for someone in charge of our students, and I am awaiting the judgment of the Prefectural Board of Education regarding what to do with the teacher, uh, which is implying that the pee on the futon is not yet water under the bridge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Saw a News 24 there, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, yeah, he's yeah. been a bit naughty, but I don't think... <laughs> is it is it lose your job levels of badness or uh, well in think... England in England yeah because you know legally you're not supposed to be shit faced when you're in charge of 
kids, are you? <laughs> no. No, that's true. You need a students uh, less of a can do and more of a can don't. <laughs> <laughs> that was JNSNG News. Well, I was just going to say that Saturday was um, doing that, testing myself for coronavirus was marginally better than the Saturday before when I went for the final camping of 2020 because <laughs> that was rubbish. <laughs> you have had a couple, you've had a couple of exciting camping adventures this year. Yeah, well, this one, the last one of the year takes the biscuit, I think. So I finished work on Friday, got in the car, got all the gear up, headed to the campsite so was, I think there was 16 adults and 18 kids so there's loads of us squeezing in the group events before the rule of six comes well, into effect yeah, before the weather turns shit <laughs> so the kids the kids loved it Friday night two of the guys that we were with uh, could make pizzas on their camping stove so we were having fresh made pizzas everyone got hammered it was all great Saturday woke up it was sunny kids are all playing we had a massive game of cricket started drinking this is <laughs> this is like the it, it sounds like the beginning of like a horror novel <laughs> yeah. where every everything is just going a little bit too smoothly well, that's the thing so i think <laughs> sat there it got to about five o'clock and we're you know we'd had a few beers and that and then um emma comes over holding her elbow saying i've hurt my arm so i was like all right here we go <laughs> and i say well did you fall over and she said no no i was just lying on the ground and then I just kind of banged my elbow on the ground and it hurts. So I was thinking, she's just done a funny bone or whatever. One of the mothers had some Calpol, like baby medicine. So gave her a load of that. You, you had a swig of that, <laughs> yeah. did you? So put her in the tent. So I sat there with her for half an hour till she fell asleep. Thought, oh, she'll sleep it off. By eight o'clock at night, she woke up and was just crying in the tent, like couldn't move. Oh no. So at that point, everybody drank too much. So I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So I had to call my sister who lived 40 minutes away and say, could you, have you been drinking? <laughs> could you come and pick us up and take us to the hospital? So my sister, oh, no. sister very kindly <laughs> came, picked us up, drove us to the hospital, got to A&E about half nine on Saturday night. The hospital was dead apart from us. So we got straight in, had the x-ray. It wasn't broken. Emma sat there crying, you know, because she, she was obviously in pain. So I'm gonna miss so much. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna miss so much school. I'm like, you're not. You're going to school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, my school starts on Monday, and I've got to be at school. I'm not having time off school after just having six months off. I'll get bollocked. So, um, <laughs> and you, it's not like an arm is stopping you going to school. No, is it? well, she, she was going. Oh, it's my, you know, it's my right hand, it's my hand for writing. I'm gonna be so far behind. I'm like. Nah, no, you're not. I was like, you can write That's and a read. Conscientious six-year-old. I, I was like, you know, most of the kids in your class still lick the paint on the walls. You, you're all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my sister drove us. We decided we'd stay at her house. So, got to my sister's house for about eleven. Got her into bed. I woke up in the morning because my brother had come to pick me up to take me all the way back to the campsite. Cause I had to tidy up all my tent and my car. And uh, Emma's just there dancing around. 
with her swinging her arms about <laughs> on the trampoline. No wrong with her. No way. Yeah, so I was fucking livid. I was like, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> doing cartwheels. Yeah, literally. Literally doing so, cartwheels. <laughs> Honestly, I was... So, was she faking it, do you think? Or? No, no, no. I think she just jarred it and, uh, you know, possibly sprained it, but I don't know. But then, you know, it's kind of gone back to normal and she's fine. Right. But I was just like, oh. So, you're not... So- if we're just clarifying, you're not accusing her of fucking up your boozy night on purpose. No, because she, you know, all the kids that were there, she wanted to stay. She was gutted. She'd missed all the, you know, glow sticks at night and the marshmallows right. on the campfire. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, just shit being a parent. <laughs> <laughs> John, 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 Sam, in Japan. On June the 12th, 2020, John McBride pledged to make a jingle for this very podcast using only his guitar-playing skills. The deadline for this jingle is December 2020, and the world waits with anticipation. It's the Jingle Countdown. Three months to go. Yo, Johnny McBee and Sammy O.T. Two Brits took a shit over a cup of tea. Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please. But there's someone else cooking in the kitchen. Could someone answer the burning question? All right, and now it's time for uh, this episode's burning question, which was, what's the thing you most hate about the supermarket? So, Sam, who's been in touch? Uh, yeah, we had some replies on Facebook. Uh, Daniel Miauchi Anderson uh, says, he definitely got a bee in his bonnet. He says, the most annoying thing about the supermarket is that they call it super. Uh, so he's <laughs> saying that the market isn't, in fact, as great as it thinks it is. And then he continues, what's next? Super public bathrooms. <laughs> got, someone's got a problem with uh, exaggeration. Dan, Dan Haddon also got in touch on Facebook, and he simply put, the other people. Yeah, Justin in Twitter said exactly the same, other human beings. The, the- I think that's something that gets is getting more and more accurate day by day. Yeah, definitely. We got also on Twitter the Bean Pod, which is a podcast about life in Japan. They got in touch and they they actually said the opposite. They said now that we've got a Costco in town, my animus towards the supermarket has drastically declined. So they actually like the supermarket now. They've got a big Costco made stock full of third world goods, cheap, <laughs> made with slave labour. Are you a Costco like uh, member? No, I've never been. My missus used to go sometimes with her friends and then come back with, you know, 10 kilograms of cheese slices and go, well, two buckets <laughs> worth of ketchup. <laughs> yeah. I was a member here in Japan for a while. I haven't been for a long time. But yeah, it, the the amount of things you buy that you don't actually need yeah. is it, it's at least 90% of the shopping you do there. Yeah. Well, it's like the Aldi, yeah. famous Aldi middle aisle, just uh, stuff that they get, and then you just end up buying it and thinking, what have we got that for? It's been good for camping what, stuff. Uh, not not having been in, in England for a long time, what, what what would be an example of a classic Aldi centre aisle purchase? 
Oh, well, you know, like a camping table, archery set, (laughs) colouring books for adults, kids' kids wetsuits for surfing, even though we live in the town in the Pennines. That that boy in the kendo club could have done with one of (laughs) those. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, all sorts of shit. Just random stuff, like a jumble sale. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's all good. You always find it's always useful at some point. How about for you? What do you hate about the supermarket? Well, the thing, uh, this is one thing I hate about the supermarket in Japan. Uh, It's simply, can they not just already get proper bacon? (laughs) It's like, come on. The bacon they have in Japan, if you've not been to Japan, it's like, it's like American bacon, but it's even worse. (laughs) The the lack of British bag bacon is something that I just can't forgive the supermarkets over here for. And until it's rectified, until it's rectified, I'm going to keep on campaigning. <laughs> what about you? Oh, quite a lot. Well, yeah, basically other people. Uh, but there's specific, the kind of person who goes through the checkout and then after they've done their bit, checks their bill and then interrupts you being served because they want to complain that they've <laughs> paid an extra. And, and it's always just like, and they're always wrong as well, these people. They'll come back and go, oh, you, you've charged me twice for that. And then, I'll be stood there waiting while the woman goes through it all, and then she'll go, well, no, at the end it says it's been taken off. Just piss off. It just does my head in. It's so rare that they get oh, it wrong. Like, you know, they're doing it on a computer, right? So it's been scanned. It's automated. Yeah, it's not you. Yeah, yeah. Them or the, uh, not so much recently, because, you know, we're turning into a cashless society. Um, but the people who count out the exact change and spend ages, you know, you can see that they've got like, 20 quid note in the wallet and instead of just giving that they're just rummaging around in all these different bags to find like the extra 3p that's gonna <laughs> I said, oh fuck off yeah, it, it's fine paying with the exact change if you've got the exact change on hand yeah. it's when you go yeah it's when you start going into play, like other bags yeah. <laughs> like if it's not in your main purse or your main wallet yeah. then that's it you're ruled out of paying with anything else so the other day the other, the, the other day at the supermarket i saw somebody shoplifting and i felt should i intervene yes or no <laughs> can i guess what you did yeah i'm gonna guess that you that you turned the blindest of eyes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just uh they're just a woman and uh she looked like a normal sort of respectable woman but she very clearly pushed a trolley through under the sort of checkouts with couple of bottles of wine underneath the trolley right. so if she'd have got caught she'd have done the old oh i forgot sorry i knew a girl at university and i won't i won't say her name but if she's listening she damn well knows who she is she used to do that every single time with toilet paper right. so she would maybe not every single time i don't think she had like a, <laughs> I don't think she had a diarrhea go to the toilet that much <laughs> yeah but, but she would whenever she was buying toilet paper she would do it yeah she'd pop it underneath <laughs> right. and then do it through the push through yeah. oh i completely didn't notice it was under <laughs> yeah. there yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that i don't, don't think she was ever caught on it <laughs> she was definitely never caught short <laughs> <laughs> yeah she was the only one not panic buying it at the start of the pandemic <laughs> she was panic stealing <laughs> yeah.
And that's all for today's show. Just leaves me to, th- to say thanks to everyone who was involved. Thanks to Matt Perkins for uh, supplying some voiceovers. Uh, thanks to Ruben VM for the music. But thanks most of all to you, the most important people of all, the lovely listeners. Right, yeah. <laughs> I forgot I'm supposed to say something like that. I just... John left a massive pause there like he was considering whether the listeners were actually important <laughs> or not. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> thinking I'm not doing this for them I'm doing it to have half an hour alone away from my daughter by <laughs> yeah. a week <laughs> so uh, okay well next as as we mentioned at the beginning of the show my daughter ruined my last camping trip of 2020 so the burning question for this episode is what's something that a kid has ruined for you <laughs> but unfortunately uh, I'm wondering how- I was just saying unfortunately it looks like the uh the NHS has not got in contact with us during the recording of this show, so the listener is going to be left on tender hooks to find out whether or not <laughs> I have actually got COVID-19. There has been no on-live diagnosis or lack no. of so, COVID. Has he got SARS-CoV-2? Yes or no? Find out next episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe we're ending on a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anything else? No, I think that's all. All right, catch, catch you later. later. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> It is time to go, that's the end of the show. If you liked it, write a review. Five stars or F you. And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy, not a tape, just an MP3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favourite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. Tell your friends and your family. Or even the people you're married. You should join in. Answer the burning questions Send a new story Preferably something we can plan about We're on the social media sites Facebook and Twitter day and night It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com And if you do this then maybe, just maybe Sam will put his clothes back on As we were leaving the hospital Literally, you know, wanting to walk through the, the, the lobby this woman in her sort of 50s came flying in. She was obviously off her head. I don't know if it was drugs or drink, but she came flying in going, oh, I can't smell anything. My lips are tingling. I think I've got COVID. You know, even though on the door, in ma- there's like massive signs, like literally six foot by five foot signs saying, if you have symptoms, do not enter this hospital. Stand outside, someone will come to you. So this silly, right. silly cow is just, ignored all that and come running in and so the staff were freaking out trying to get her to go into another room isolate isolate (laughs) it's all fun and games they should get the uh, Doctor Who Daleks on that (laughs) isolate isolate (laughs) (laughs) I'll get in touch with uh, Johnson see if he uh, (laughs) he's got no better ideas let's be honest no no (laughs) they haven't got a clue John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. All right, good one. I've definitely got it.